You know, boys, there's nothing better than getting up early and having a coffee. That smell of daily goodness just gets me going. And now, with Grounded Drops, your coffee needs are complete. With coffee bags, coffee beans, and cold brew drip bags, Grounded Drops has everything covered. Follow Grounded Drops on Facebook and Instagram or go to grounddrops.com and use the code RUCK15 for 15% off. Grounded Drops, stirring life into your next cup. This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and what an ensemble that I have with me today. Let's go through them. Let's meet the lads. At my bottom of my screen is Reese Boxy Door. Boxy, how are you? Very good, Joey. Craig, Racy, how you doing? Yeah, very well. Yeah, they're all good. Mm-hmm. We got Craig. Craig, welcome back to the podcast. We missed you. Thank you, boys. It's uh, it's good to be back, especially after the Blues snagged the, snagged the win. Yes, they did. Uh, as we were recording last week, we were talking about hopefully getting a win, and they got that. And Reese, welcome. It has been a few weeks. Proud to see that you actually tipped this week. So welcome back to the pod, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, boys, let's get into a bit of a merch update. You can visit rugbyleaguemerch.com, type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast, where you can find hoodies, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, beanies, and hats at Ruck Infringement Podcast. That's on rugbyleaguemerch.com. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. Scott, who runs the Rugby, uh, the rugby League merch, he's doing great things, so check them out, rugbyleaguemerch.com. All right, I'm going to throw it over to Reese for a bit of a cricket update. The fourth test is on tonight's time of recording. Yeah, well, as, yeah, as Joey says, time of recording. Uh, fourth test kicking off in Old Trafford. It's a must-win test for the Aussies if they're hoping to win their first Ashes series on English soil since 2001. I'll just go through the teams quickly. So England with a confirmed side. Ben Duckett at the top, Zach Crawley. Moen Alley up to three. So uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know whether or not they, who won the toss or what. I haven't checked that yet. But then we've got Joe Root, Harry Brook, Ben Stokes, the captain, obviously, Johnny Bairstow, Chris Wokes has kept his place in the side. Mark Wood, after an excellent campaign in the last test, is still there as well. Stuart Broad and James Anderson recalled in place of Ollie Robinson. And looking at Australia's side, uh, a couple of changes in there with Mitch Marsh retaining his spot, Cameron Green back in. They've gone without the spinner boys. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's a shot. But in terms, in terms of the full lineup, David Warner, Shaw, Usman Kawaja, Manus Labuschagne, Steve Smith, Travis Head, which I feel like will be holding up a bit of the spin for most of the tests because I actually quite like we talked about this, Joey. I quite rate his spin. Yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he bowls away, he bats. I I see Trevi Head as a bit more of a part-timer than part-timer. Mm. I think that he can probably bowl a bit better than your other part-timer spins in Smith or uh, Lavashane. So, yeah, I think it's not bad having Trevi Head there. But I honestly think they're missing a trick without a spinner. Todd Murphy, thought a bit hard done by. He wasn't too bad. Even Kuhneman, who played a couple of tests uh, in the summer, I thought was also unlucky to miss out. But be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Todd, it strengthens the batting, that's for sure. 
Yeah, Todd, Todd Murphy, yeah, he was unlucky to miss out. Um, there was uh, the the issue with the weather being potentially a factor with yeah. this test and not being able to utilise him as efficiently because of time potentially being lost. But at the same time, look, I, I like him as a spinner. He's got a long career ahead of him. He'll he'll think about this and he'll push forward for a better campaign going forward. Mitch Marsh, excellent 100 in the last test, retains his spot. Cameron Green back in. Alex Carey moves down to eight. And then we've got Pat Cummins, the skipper there, Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood inside in place of Scott Boland. So as we said, the um, the fourth test is kicking off tonight as the time of recording. So there's not really much else to say, but let's just get into these bombs. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Reese. Bit of an update there. All right. Let's chat a bit of Origin 3, boys. Now, last week when we were on the pod, we were talking about Origin game. It hadn't happened uh, when we recorded. We've had it now. It was a good game. New South Wales getting the win. I mean, yes, they maintain a bit of pride in the jersey, but it's probably about it. I think the new additions are really good. Craig, let's throw to you, mate. Can you just take us through what you thought of Cody Walker in that game? I think it was good. I, I think Cody Walker, Bradman Best, um, you know, you just asked about Cody Walker, but they brought that New South Wales spirit. Yeah. You know, like they said all week, Bradman Best has grown up wanting to play for New South Wales. And, and it's just, you give, you think that's a given with everyone that's played there previously. But I look back at some of the pre-selections and I don't think it is. I don't think, you know, Luai is someone like that. But Cody Walker, I thought he had a great game. He obviously, I think it was more spirit and energy than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Boxy, Queensland, do you think they were just, um, they were just done with the series at this time? Because... As much as they won it, they they didn't look that great in this game. Yeah, I agree, mate. Like you know, when you win game two up at Suncorp, it's it's I, I guess it's hard for them to sit there and go, well, you know, we got the dead rubber. How do we get up for that? Like it's yeah. you know, yeah, you can go for the clean sweep, but like um Craig and yourself said, Cody Walker and Bradman Best were awesome, and I also thought Mitchell Moses played really well as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, and the benefit that that gives it now, like with with what Craig said as well, it gives a lot of opportunity for those guys who got that chance. It's a it's a chance for them now to sit there and go. If Freddie's the coach next year, no one's guaranteed a spot. Like yeah, they played that well that you can't sit there and go, yeah, that's their spot. But yeah, yeah but on your question, yeah, Queensland, yeah, it was, you know, it was good to get a game into like the big red and all that. But you know. We won the series, so just, we didn't really care. It just shows, though, doesn't it, though, how the the uh, whitewash is – that stat is so true that, like, the last whitewash we had was 2010. And even when Queensland yeah. dominated for those eight years, there was only one whitewash. That was 2010. That was yeah, it. Yeah. So it's just – it's a crazy stat. Reese, my question to you, mate, is Freddie going to be coached next year? That's, that's the question. Everyone's lives. I mean, look – I, I feel like we saw part of the side that we should have seen for the first two games. Um, as Craig had mentioned, you know, a, a lot of these guys in the brand of best, Cody Walker, playing for the jersey rather than the status. Yeah. You know, I think that that whole image of best going with Tedesco, wanting the ball, going in for the try is something that I, I see with origin. You know, it's, it's just, I've got the hunger, I've got the drive. Um why couldn't that? Why couldn't we see that in the first two matches? So I don't know. We're just going to have to. It, it's a, it's a tough one. It's yeah. We got a bit of pride back, but you know, 
So it doesn't mean it. much if you haven't won the series. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you, mate. But yeah, that was a bit of our origin. Jeez, I'm having so many brain parts today. I wish there was something that could help me focus and give me the energy I need. Ever thought like that? Well, now, with Savvy Beverages, your brain will get all the desired energy it needs. With a variety of flavors, including mixed berry, lemon lime, and passion fruit, Savvy has you covered through their brain boost drinks. Follow Savvy Beverages on Facebook and Instagram or go to SavvyBeverages.com.au and check out the Ruck Infringement Podcast for a link to get you 20% off. Savvy, putting the boost back into your brain. Boys, let's get into round 20 of the NRL now. Another great round of footy. Oh, I mean, every week's just getting better and better. Not so much for some of our teams, but it was just a good round in general. Let's start off with Friday, the 14th of July, the Knights against the Tigers. Knights getting it done 34 to 18 in this one. Now, before I jump to Craig, let's just talk a little bit about this game. Now, Ponga's 100th, I thought he was really good in his 100th game here, but the Tigers weren't back in this game. They actually, at one stage, were losing 22 to 18, only four points in it. If a few calls had went their way, could have possibly been back in the game. I thought Knights were really good that first half, and then they really slacked off in the middle of the game, and then the last 10 minutes they were good again. But, Craig, let's throw to you, mate. What were you impressed with with the Tigers, and what were you disappointed in? I wasn't impressed with, with, with anything, to be honest, Joey. I'm, I'm done. I'm I'm. I'm... I can't find any positives. Yeah, we we can say that we we held in there with them for a little while, but yeah. I've been saying it now for for twelve years. Like I'm just, yeah. I took no positive. The only positive I got is our fullback, uh, that young kid coming through, which no doubt he'll be playing for the Roosters in two years. Uh, sorry, sorry, mate, that's a low low <laughs> dig, but um, he'll be somewhere else. And and you know what? Get out, mate. Like <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame him if he did, but oh, I'm sorry, it's hard to talk about on the field of what's going on off the field, but. Uh, I think I said last week, you know, half time I'll be watching a chick flick and I'll go back to my happy place. And, uh, you know, I went to start and I went to hit the play button, but then there was a little bit of hope in there. Thankfully, Pollen couldn't kick to start the game. That sort of had us in there. But no, I watched it till the end and then watched a good old happy chick flick and felt much better about myself at the end and spooned my pillow. So those, um, those tears that you sent me in that video, was that from the movie or from the game? Oh, mate, they were happy tears at the the end. Everyone likes a chick flick. Always a happy ending. So, what movie? Uh, I think it was was it you, Boxy? Somebody might have mentioned last week. Um, Notting um, Hill. No, I didn't go to Notting Hill. No, that, that's uh, my go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Heath Ledger one. Um, Ten things I hate about you. Oh yes. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, fellas. Get yeah. on it. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's what he was saying about the Tigers. Ten things I hate about you. Uh, let's, let's, jump over, <laughs> let's jump over to Boxy. Boxy, the Knights, mate, on this hundredth game, they're looking good at the moment. Yeah, they're doing well. But I just saw something on a uh, three sixty. I think it was just before we got on, and it, it, apparently Hasler agreed to join the Knights before he signed with the Titans. So wow. uh, that was a, a verbal, a verbal thing, and asked to pop that, but. I sort of had one takeaway from the game, and, and it's kind of sad to sort of say it. If Dom Young stayed with the Knights, I personally believe that Dom Young and Bradman Best could have been the best duo in the game in the next 10 years. Like, they could have ran it for 10 years. And it's just yeah. sad to see. Like, don't get me wrong. Roosters, good on you. You got another England international on the wing. Congratulations. Under the salary cap. Right on. <laughs> but, like, the Knights, they, they were great. Yeah. And, and it's good to... It, 
it's good for rugby league, and I've said it before, if the Knights are doing well. So yeah. it, it was great to see, and yeah, unfortunately for the Tigers, not much more you can say about them, really, can you? Another wooden spoon coming their way. Sorry, Craig. Uh, you never know. They got the Dragons this week, mate. They just need a win. Reese, the thing I wanted to ask you, Reese, is uh, did you tip in this game and did you tip the Knights? Yeah, I got the Knights. I hey, like, uh, I think it was like uh, three for the round. It wasn't that good. <laughs> hey, that's better than zero for you. So that's perfect. <laughs> three, three is a win. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into our next game. It was Saturday, 15th of July, the Bulldogs against the Broncos. Now, boys, I had a really big Saturday. Obviously, won uh, corporate box tickets from the Talking League podcast, boys, to go and see the Roosters versus Melbourne. So at this time, Doug, a friend of the show, Dougie, and myself, we were at a pub watching this game. So didn't catch too much of it. But obviously, I've looked it up, watched the highlights and everything. Now, the Dogs are in this game to start with. I thought they were actually going to give it to the Broncos. But the second half was just all Brisbane. Broncos get it done 44-24. to Boxy, let's start off with you, mate. The Broncos, uh, what would you make of that sin bin to sell in Cobo? I thought it, it was a bit... Uh, Bit soft. The game of rugby league is getting soft. It is, and it, it is. It's 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 mommy language. It's fucking shit. Like yeah. it's just crap. Like come on, man. Like you put that back even ten years ago, and like everyone just goes, "Oh yeah, penalty, no worries, play on. Just keep it yeah. going." Like but, it, it, it ruins the game a bit. The problem was it like totally what what hit Toby Sexton was the knee. It wasn't even the elbow that they've simbined him for. So exactly right. I don't know how you can Sinbin. And he's a winger. Who's Sinbin's wingers? I mean... Uh, apparently that ref that was officiating the game. He um, ain't getting the game next week. No worries about that. Yeah, that's it. Craig, the doggies, coming off that uh, that win against the, the Bunnies last week where they uh, beat their reserve grade side, they looked good to start with. But was it just a case of because they lost their halfback, do you think they just lost their hope? Um, the, the game played out the way I expected it to. Like, I thought the Doggies would come out off a high from the, the win the week before. Also sold out Belmore, back where yeah. Rugby League should be played in suburban grounds. Uh, but there's only so much the crowd can get behind, the suburban ground get behind. And I think they gave it what they could. But Bronx, you know, people tip and Bronx might win the grand final. I think that has outclassed them in the end. Uh, Reese, Doggies, sitting down the bottom of the table, is there any hope? Do you think they can finish just outside the eight or is it? Season over for them. That's yeah, I think that's it for them. I haven't uh, I haven't seen much of the dogs, but, but <laughs> not much I've seen has impressed me, unfortunately. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, mate. All right, let's jump into our second Saturday game. It was the Sea Eagles against Cowboys. They're at four points park. Now, Cowboys getting it done nineteen to eight. A different score. You don't see that too often in rugby league. But what I was most impressed with about the Cowboys, and we know Brookie is a bit of a fortress. But it wasn't in this game. I thought the Cowboys were really strong. Boxy, let's start off with you, mate. Your Cowboys, mate, very impressive. What did you like about? Um, uh, you can go to the most popular guy. I think Ruben Cotter is just continuing his origin form. Yeah. He's uh he's a shoe in for the Australian side. He's just an amazing, amazing player. But one guy who I thought actually had an amazing game who didn't actually score a try was, correct me if I'm wrong here, Semi Valemi. Valemi. He ran for. Yeah, Valame, sorry. He yep. ran for 243 metres, I believe. And a couple of tackle busts. And like, when you're getting a runner like that coming off your, your back line and just breaking those lines, it's just so good for like for the team. And, 
you know, I, I mentioned it last time I was on. When we're playing well, we're playing really well, and we can win anywhere. And you know, like we you just said, Manly is a fortress at home. It is, yeah. and for us to get a win like that on the road, going into hopefully a a, a final series, absolutely awesome, awesome. Just to quickly touch on Balme, must be doing something right to be keeping Kyle Felt out of this team as well. Kyle Felt's yeah, not injured. Hundred percent. He's just not getting picked. So. Uh, you know, they've opted with Valame. I mean, he's a he's a massive unit. I wouldn't run him, even though he's a winger. Uh, he is a big unit. Nice. But Reece, he's a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he's a winger. Reese, let's touch on Manly, mate. Now, only eight points, uh, zero from two in their goal kicking. But I think all the talk was that, uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but the Ruben Garrick HIA. So, obviously, he got hit in the head, went off, came back on. He looked concussed the rest of the game. He couldn't kick two goals. He just... He just looked out of it after that. Do you think he should have just stayed off? Do you think Manly had a duty of care there? Yep, plain and simple. Yeah. <laughs> very, very simple answer. Yeah, it's fairly straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think you should bring a player back on, especially like, when look, gone. If, they, if they're if they're hobbling around concussed, you know, it's just going to hold the rest of the team back. Yeah, look at right. it. It was nineteen to eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and we've touched on like head incidents before, Joe. But like, yeah. if anyone shows, shows any signs of concussion symptoms, there's obviously that that point where obviously with the HIA they sit there and they go, okay, you might have concussion symptoms, so we're just going to put you off. This guy generally showed it. Like, yeah, yeah. How he are you not came back that on up? the field and was like, like didn't know where he was, and they just kept him playing. Yeah, he was out of he was out of it. Yeah, I get yeah, I get that a lot of um, I get a lot of players tough. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we can't all be Jordan Rubner and get hit by a truck and keep running. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. Duty yeah. of care. It's, it's 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 huge these days. You know, there's protocols in place for a reason. Yeah. One of the days where it was like a badge of honor, you know, like a, a pride thing to stay out on the field and and you know, be concussed, bleeding from the head and all that. Those days are gone. It, yeah, it still is, Craig. But at the same time. We're old school. We like the, we like the rough and tough. Craig, touching on that, mate. Let's. I mean, touch I, on I, that. I played Oztag. I played Oztag two weeks ago, and I split my hand, and I stayed out there, fellas. It's just, just I'm a team. Yeah, that's what I do. Warrior. That's it. Not, not all not all heroes wear yeah. capes, mate. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's touch on Dean Madison. Obviously, the younger brother of Ryan Madison on debut for Manly scored the first try as well. What did you think of him, Craig? I didn't realise that they were brothers, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I had the connection after the game when I was talking about it. But, um, yes, can't go wrong. Scoring a try and it, a really solid game. Yeah, Ryan Madison also scored on debut when he was at the Roosters. So, first two brothers to score on debut in a long time. A little stat for you. That's right. Yeah, you do. And then the Tigers for five games and, and left us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not not dirty, yeah. Oh, it's all about where you start, mate, the mighty Chooks. All right, talking about the Chooks, let's move on to our next Saturday game. We like that segue. It was the Roosters against the Melbourne Storm. Storm getting it done 30-16 to 16 now. Boys, let me paint Saturday night for you. Now, up in a corporate box, some beautiful food, beautiful drinks, all catered for. It was a great time. Then I went and sat down. Great view above... Uh, the SCG there watching the game, watching the game, and uh, first half I thought we we're in it six four. I thought boys, they're the boys are on here, like they're not looking too bad. To be fair, we probably should have been up about sixteen to six. We had so many opportunities in that first half. I thought our left edge was really strong through Billy Smith and Daniel Dupo, but 
The second half came and the Roosters did what they've done all year and they just shut off. And the for me, it's the fifth tackle sets at the moment. They don't know what to do at the end of sets. They're, they're sort of, they've given up a bit of, of hope. And I don't know if it's because they're panicked or, or what it is, but let's go through it a little bit, boys. Craig, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, Melbourne, get that done. It, it ended up being quite a, a big score. But do you think they were ever in doubt? Do you think they were probably worried at the end of the first half? Mate, I tip Roosters. I thought this was the game. This was the game that they were going to go right out, line through the sand. Brandon Smith back. Confirm for me, mate, it's not working. It, no. He's not working in there. What I saw after the game with him joking around laughing, yeah. I didn't like that either. But um, the one question I got from you, Joe, is sitting up in the big box all high and up is, could you see Tedesco up in Byron Bay from you where you were sitting? Could you spot him? <laughs> I, Why was I, he on holidays? Okay, cool. You've come off the end of an Origin series. I get it. You're probably tired. You need to win this game. I I completely agree with you. I, I don't know why he wasn't there. As, as good as Manu was, Manu wasn't at his best at fullback. And I think it would have been good if we had Teddy there as well. Boxy, let's touch on you. Uh, you're not the Roosters' biggest fan, but Melbourne, mate, they're, they're still looking clinical. Even in a, a side that we talk about every week as being inconsistent, they were clinical in this match, and, and they're still up in that top four. And there's a reason. It's Craig Bellamy. He just yeah. knows how to get the best out of his players. And, you know, you can you can sit there and argue all the time about Wayne Bennett being the greatest coach of all time. I think Craig Bellamy is the greatest coach of all time, personally. Got to be in the conversation. Um, he has to be. And, like, for what he's done and having a team where even one of your best players is still out injured in Pappenhausen, for him to get the best out of his players, and Nick Meaney's been awesome since yeah. he's been there. Um, a castaway, a throwaway player. and Yeah, and literally just... a, a discard from the Bulldogs. Yeah, and nights previously, I believe it was. Yeah, before dogs. Yeah. Then, then go to Melbourne and hold it down very, very well since he's been there. It, it, it's a credit to Bellamy and his coaching and his coaching team, really. But for the Roosters, like again, Tedesco flop, um, going on holidays, like I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, you've had a statistical chance or mathematical chance to make the final still, and you're going on holiday, like. You know, you get a fair bit of chunk of time after the season's finished to go on a holiday, mate. Like, come on, pull your head. Yeah, in. he was he was just sorting out Bali, ready for uh, six weeks' time when we when the whole team goes. So that's all that's all it was there, boys. Reese, ever since I've told you to jump on the Roosters bandwagon, they haven't won a game. Now I don't know whether to blame you or whether to feel sorry for you, mate. <laughs> oh, well. You know what? You can feel sorry for me because it just—it just seems like they don't care. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the impression I'm getting. You know, going on holidays, laughing and joking after a match. You know, that they they need. I would have thought a couple of massive scores would be a reality check, but it's not. You know, clearly no one's light fire under them. You know, and what's what, what's it have to take to? you know, turn this team into a winner again. It was not that long ago that they were top of the comp, back-to-back. Realistically, you know, we're not talking about that long ago. So years ago. Yeah, that's that's a short amount of time in sport, really. Yeah. And a lot of people hadn't tipped Reese to win the GF this year. Mm. Or at least be in there in the last 
you know, week through the finals. Boys, still plenty of time. Plenty of time. We've got six weeks to go, six in a row coming up. So uh, put, just put a line for all. Just, just remember that you heard it here first on the Ruck Infringement Podcast. All right, boys, let's jump into some Sunday footy. Now, Sunday, what a game this was. I am kicking myself. And let me tell you why. Typical Joey. <laughs> typical Joey here. Now, obviously, we, we, we all took the Warriors last week on the pod, apart from Doug, and he called us crazy for not tipping the Sharks. Just before the game, I heard the stat of, obviously, the Sharks have not beaten the top eight team. Oh, they beat one top eight team all year, blah, 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 blah. And then I heard a stat that the Warriors had not beaten the top four sign all year and that the Sharks had a really good record in New Zealand. And typical Joey. Typical Joey went, Fuck, that sounds all right. Change to the Sharks five minutes before the match. Oh, my God. What's the rule? You don't change your tip last minute. Can somebody just come and slap me right now? That was funny. When he texted me, I was like, mate, you broke the rule. That was was so funny. That was so funny because he's like, I'm changing to the Sharks. The very next message was halfway through the game. Why the fuck did I change? <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. I was so gutted because so when this game started, I, I was laying in bed with Mesler and trying to get him to sleep, and I actually fell asleep for like twenty minutes. And I woke up and I'm like, well, surely like you know, sharks are up. It was twenty two six. It was half time, and I was like, holy shit, what have I done? Anyway, let's go through the game. Forty four to twelve to the Warriors. They are just absolutely flying at the moment. The Wires just killing it. And so good to see. I think they've become everyone's second favourite team. Reese, let's touch on the Wires here. Now, again, another game in New Zealand. And they're just so clinical at the moment, mate. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see all of this game. I saw a lot of it. And it's just, 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 you couldn't stop them. Could not stop them. And, you know, I, you know the Sharks... Uh, they haven't been haven't been the worst this year. You know they've had their moments, and I, I thought they could have taken it up to them, but just really flexing their muscles after those couple of years after yeah. not being able to go home and play on their home turf. It was good to watch. It was it was a cracker match. Yeah, absolutely, Boxy. Touching on the Sharks, mate. If they're gonna be a premiership contender, they've got to be winning these games. They've got to be beating these top eight sides. What do you think is going wrong? Why can't they do it? Well, plain and simple, Joe. They're not a premiership side. Yeah. They're not. They're not there yet. And, you know, it's as much as Craig Fitzgibbon's done an amazing job, and he has, yeah. you, and you can't deny that, they're just not there yet. And, like, don't get me wrong, Warriors at home are formidable. And one guy, mm-hmm. besides, obviously, Sean Johnson and Charles Nugent Clock, I thought Rocco Berry had an absolutely amazing game. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the Sharks, they had no answer. They had no answer to the Warriors' attack. So it's 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 crazy to me because the Sharks have technically the best rated attack in the comp, and they couldn't score points. Well, yeah, what what, they, like, if you look at the Sharks' team, what what do they need to put in there? Because I can't make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're supposed to, you go off the stats, they've got the best attacking team. They can't beat a top eight team, or they beat one um, that was in top we're, eight at the time. We're now fourteen. Yeah, well, what do they need? You know, one person I think would be awesome there, and I don't think it's going to happen ever. I think Fafita would be awesome there. David Fafita. Imagine that guy running the ball up off your back fringe, coming in, giving you the offloads, having your Nico Hines on the outside, giving it to the Will Kennedys or the Sia, 
I can't say his last, his first Talakai. ever assist, Sophia Talakai. Oh, yeah. yeah. Passing it to those guys, their their second rollers aren't just doing the job at the moment. Their front rollers again, they're getting their meters. Rudolph and can, can uh, I just Kapusi. say I don't know about. I, I think Nico's been pretty good. Nico's been one of their. Nico's best. been great. He's in the second row. Nico's been great. No, Nikara, Britain Nikara. Oh, Nikara. Yeah, he's yeah. been awesome. He's a great. Yeah. Fr- he's a great runner of the ball. Yeah. But I'm saying he's doing so much, but the other side's not doing much. Yeah. Imagine yeah. like a Fafita there sitting there going bang, because you know they've got a good back line, they've got a good hooker, they've got a good front row. And they're sort of just missing that second tiered guy to go. All right, it's my turn to now take over. Five eight for me. Five eight. Matty Moylan, I just I I think Washed. Yeah, he Matt Matty Moylan had so many defensive lapses in this game. There were so many times you, you look at what Rocco Berry scored, Sean Johnson went past him. Sean Johnson literally jogged past him to score a drive. He had so and, many defensive lapses and he's paid the price. He's been dropped this week. So And I I was just gonna say that was on Matt Moylan's edge. Yeah, exactly. So, All of it on Moylan's edge. And Talakai as well, I think they've done the experiment with Talakai in the centres. It's time for him to move back into the second row. He's been moved back to the bench this week, so we'll see how that goes. Connor Tracy is a great centre. He's been brought in this week. He's a good utility. He can play anywhere. So, interesting to see. Craig, I just quickly wanted to touch on the Warriors here, and it's Adam Fanua Blake. Got to be in the conversation for one of the props of the year. Absolutely. I think you'll find there's a couple of players, a few players in that team that will be putting their hands up for that daily end position of the yeah. year for sure, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah, he's got to be close. Him and Payne Haas, I reckon, have been probably the front runners this year. Penrith fans are probably hating it at the moment, but Fisher-Harris is not there. He's probably third, I'd say. All right, let's jump into our next Sunday game. It was the Dolphins against the Penny Panthers. Panthers get that done 24-14. to Probably not how everyone expected this game to go. Of course, the Panthers, uh, some of their origin stars didn't back up in Yo, To'o and Crichton. Luai was there, didn't play origin, so he was fresh, ready to go. A lot of talk on whether Nathan Cleary would play. He didn't play for that game, but it's looking set to line up uh, round 21. But let's talk a bit about the Dolphins. Reese. the Dolphins, they came close, mate, within 10 points. I don't know if Penrith were nervous, but I actually think Wayne Bennett would have been more nervous. His team almost getting it done over the Premiers. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. No, I, I didn't see the match, but I sort of waited up. I thought about you know the potential of the Dolphins getting across the line. That's why I tipped them. I thought, you know, they're, they're, oh, no. they're... <laughs> you know, you just you never know. You never know. And um, with Panthers missing a few players, that, that, yeah, they're just they're still too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the end. They're... They, they're still front runners. Boxy, the Panthers, mate, it doesn't matter who's in their side. They're proving that they're still able to get it done. Again, and we spoke about Bellamy before being a great coach. Ivan Cleary's got to be out there as well. He yeah. um, he gets the best out of his players. And, you know... I want to hear it, Boxy. As, as much... <laughs> Dylan Edwards and Isaac Tago played a brilliant game on the weekend. Oh, yeah. An absolute brilliant game. And it just shows without some of their origin stars, they're still such a formidable team. Like, it's just crazy. Their depth is just insane. Like, it's just... you. If you're a coach and you're sitting there, you could be the worst coach in the comp, Tim Shanes. But, like, you could sit there and just go, look at all what I've got here just waiting in the wings. 
and yet I can still go out and produce a performance that's awesome. Yeah, mate. Isaac Tungo, it was between him and Bradman Best for the New South Wales centre position. That's how good he's been the past month or two. Dylan Edwards, how good was that goal kick from the sideline? I didn't know he could jog oh. it. That one from the sideline, straight through the black dot. Craig, the Panthers, mate, they are setting the world alight. Do you think that they're starting to raise the bar here? Are they going above the Broncos or do you think they're still par? I think that, and to use the line that Des Hasley used to use back in the day, you know, going under the radar, I think they are. Yes, we're talking about them, but they've still yeah. got a, a Nathan Cleary to come into the team. That's the, right. The, the, two, the two teams that I think are going to gain a lot of momentum are Penrith for the fact that Cleary, he's had a rest. You know, he missed Origin. And then same with South Sydney. Luttrell, he didn't play in the Origin series. He's coming back fresh at the right time. I think that's going to make a huge difference to him. But to answer your question, yeah, I think... Panthers will will go on. It's just a matter of whether they've got the drive to, to win another grand final. That's right. It hasn't been done in a long time, three in a row. Let's jump into our last Sunday game to finish off round 20. It was the Eels against the Titans. Eels getting it done 25-24. Now, this was an absolute thriller. Let's firstly touch on these sin bins. What the hell was happening in this game? Craigie, let's start with you, mate. The Eels, I, I, I think uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, that, it was ugly. It was very, very ugly and very poor from RCG. I actually don't mind him as a player, but it was very poor. What do you think, mate? Oh, it was – you can't do it. Oh, I mean, it's just horrible to watch. It's just – you know, I, I know I said it was careless and it's not within him to do that sort of thing, but he did it. So, obviously, it is. Um, yeah. And I, I think I think four weeks is justified, but – yeah, you know, the sin binnings in rugby league. I remember when a sin binning used to occur in rugby league, you were shocked. I can't believe he's off. Can you believe he's off? And yeah. now it's just like, yeah, cool. Like it was a, a rarity. It wasn't so common. Um, and it was exciting when it would happen because it was so rare. Whereas now it's just like, yeah, whatever. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Boxy, another sin binning from the other side, Tino Fasumalawi. Now, is he starting to get a bit of a reputation for himself where if he comes on the field, they just pin him straight away? Like a true Queenslander, he's a hothead. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's had a, a lot of chances really this year where yes. the one that I sort of sort of think back to is that Bulldogs game where he's coming with a forearm against Reed Marnie. Mm. And I don't understand how, like, you know, some of the Simbins like Craig touched on have been very soft, but that one was just a penalty. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's just Tino is Tino's Tino. Like if he was a Reddit, he'd be pretty much Goku from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he would just be Super Saiyan all the time. But you know, at the same time, they know that he is very easily triggered. So teams will sit there and they'll aim at that, and then they'll get him pissed off. And being the captain of that club, you need to show yourself in a manner where, no, I'm going to keep calm. I'm going to stay collected. Do all that, absolutely, absolutely. But he's not doing that at the moment, and and, and it, it's crap because I love Tino. I, I think Tino's one of the best forwards in the game. But yeah, you know, you you got to show yourself in due diligence. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, he's going to look good in red, white, and blue next year. Reese, the Titans, uh, mate. Uh, <laughs> Reese, the uh, Titans, uh, just losing by two point uh, by a point in this game. They can't seem to get past the twenty six point mark. Now it's 24. What do the Titans have to do to get a win, mate? I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why, but I tip them too. Oh, <laughs> crazy. 
<laughs> just or, you yeah. know, or we were close. We were close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, just exorcism, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start it, mate. We were we were one call away from being heroes, and everyone just coming at us, going, "How did you pick it? How did you pick it?" But, but and we're the not. Call, and the call has come shit, out. You know? The call has come out saying that the Parramatta players were offside as well. But in saying that, Boyd still missed the field goal from right in front. Um, bit embarrassing, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, Reese. What are you saying? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Don't have much to add to love that. it, mate. I love it. That that was a uh, that was beautiful. It was just all laughing. All right, boys, that's it for round 20. Let's go through our round 20 tips. We did hear from Reese earlier, but Reese, do you have it up there? How many tips did you bag for round 20? I only got three. Three from seven? It's hey, It's not bad. You almost passed. It's almost 50%. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed, mate. You're, where, where are you sitting? You're not on the bottom of the table. You're second last at the moment, so you're, you're working your way up. Craig, mate, how many did you get? A respectful four. Oh, good. That's 50%. Well done. You've done well. It's a pass. Uh, it, it is a pass. Boxy, how many did you bag this week? Do you know? Well, I forgot to do my tips on the app. So I did it on another oh, betting. Oh, no. No, not another betting. Another tipping comp. And yeah. I got eight of eight in that one. But on our oh. one, because I didn't do it, I only got... Yeah, I got a perfect round in that one. But in this one, I only got four. I was going to say, you probably would have got, I think it gives you the away teams if you don't tip. Yeah, it's, um, it's just the away teams. Yeah, yeah, so. But I'll, I'll, I'll take the four. Like, I'm still in top three, so. Four, four is a I'm pass. Right. Uh, I bagged five from seven. Only got the two wrong. Should have been one wrong, but I uh, changed to the Sharks. So, again, I am the winner this week. Five from seven. Thank you very much. I'll be here till Thursday. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our round 20 Dynamos and Duns. A player that was great, a player that was not so good. All right, let's start with Boxy. Boxy, who was your Dynamo and Dunn for round 20? So I touched on Rocco Berry before, but I won't go with him. I'm going to go Charles Nickel Clockstack. Very nice. I, I thought, I think he's been an absolute amazing signing for the Warriors. Yeah. And, you know, for, for Canberra, they never wanted him to go. And, you know, you can understand him wanting to go home and spend time with his family and do all that which I have high respect for. But the way he's conducted himself this year and what he's done from fullback, for the Warriors to sit there and go, okay, we're signing Roger to a Bartoshek. And they're like, no, you're playing centers. You're still yeah. trusting Charles Nickel Clockstad. Like, he's been that good this year. And he's just been such a composed head at, as a guy who's, you know, probably reaching the prime of his career now. He's just been amazing. And his runoff, Sean Johnson, has been amazing, which I think Sean Johnson's had a career resurgence this year. Oh, and, and just on that on that box, he's like going back to Clockstead. He finished his career at the Raiders in reserve grade. It wasn't even being yeah, picked he, to play first grade. I know. Weren't they picking Xavier Savage? Over yeah, the top of Savage him? at fullback. Yeah. But I'm looking at the Raiders this year thinking, oh, I know he went back for family reasons, but he also wasn't playing first grade. But, geez, the Raiders would be a lot more solid now with him at number one. And at the same time, Xavier Savage is now playing New South Wales Cup. Like, he's not even getting a game with first grade. Like, yeah. it just shows yeah. how important this guy is. And, you know, he's just been so awesome. So awesome. And it's 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 really, it's brilliant to see. And he's been one of the main reasons the Warriors have actually improved this year. So, for me, my uh, my dynamo is definitely Charles Nickelcock. So. And who was you done, mate? Uh, I mean, done. I have a few options. Yep. 
But I'm probably going to lean towards Manly. I I just think for the Cowboys to come in and win in the way that we did, and they're they're up there, they're up there in that fringe bottom eight half, they need to win those wins at home. And, you know, when you travel away, even if you go to New Zealand, that's a bloody tough road trip. No matter where you go now in rugby league, it's a tough road trip wherever you go. So when you have those games at home, you need to win those games at home. And I just think they have a really big missed opportunity. And I don't think Manly supporters would be happy with it, which I don't think they should be. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I think that they should be, sorry. But for Manly, yeah, I, I just think that they're in a real big pickle at the moment. And they don't really have an identity. Like, they've got good wins at home, and they've got to win away and every now and then. But they've got no solid foundation of where they want to go. They just lost those five new brothers, I believe, to West Tigers. Yeah. They signed yeah. on a big deal. Sorry, they, they won't be there long. Um, top, top four. No, top they won't. Year, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I just think Manly, I just think Manly at the moment are a bit of, bit yeah. of trouble. So, yeah, yeah, they're probably my done this week. Yeah, absolutely. Ray, give it to us. What was your drive on done for round 20? Um, bit bit of a weird pick for me for both this one. Uh, my my pick would be what I really liked and enjoyed was I missed the old rivalry between players and when frustration kicks in. Obviously, they're doing the try July celebrations and watching yes. Reed Mahoney smack the football out of Billy Walters' hands when they're trying to do the try celebration. It's something that you love to hate. Like part of you is like, oh come on, mate, grow up. But then you just love that passion and frustration. You love it. Love it's that. so good, isn't it, Boxy? Like I hey, knew you would love it. Like it's, I, it's uh, so. So that was uh, that was good to see because I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, my done is, is another random pick left field, but I'm sick of hearing Tim Sheens talk about the referees after the game, saying he's not happy with them because it may have cost him a trial here. I can tell you right now, Tim Sheens, the problem is not the referees. The problem is within the West Tigers, and you're going into these. We've had enough. Stop blaming everyone else. I'm not saying all the issues sit there with yourself, Tim. Stop blaming the referees because they got one or two decisions wrong or maybe we cost a try because we're st- you give us those points, we're still losing games. Uh, and this fact that we're the point that we're not losing games by big margins, man, it's wearing old. Had enough. That's my done. I love it, mate. Hashtag Benji 2024. Hashtag, <laughs> 3000 and, hashtag 3034 when we're... Not not in our lifetime, boys. Anyway, my Dynamo for round 20 actually comes from, and it was mainly due to the try he scored, but Clint Gufferson. Oh, my God. How the hell? Backing up after four minutes of origin. How the hell did he get that down? I, I still cannot believe what I saw. Every He was he was in the air, and it was a fair try. They slowed it right down. I cannot believe that his elbow stayed up, his leg stayed up, and he got the ball down. It was an incredible try. But I'm going to give a second dynamo because uh, Gufferson, as much as he had a good game, I don't think he was electrifying. But my second one is to Caelan Ponga. Now, 100th game, I thought he was outstanding for the Knights. He was so good in this game. And since he's moved back to fullback, he's just... He's just been back to what we know we can do. So he's my dynamo for round 20. Now, my done 
It comes from the Sharks game, and it was Ronaldo Mortalo. Now, Ronaldo is such a good winger, but at the moment, he's got feet for hands. I don't know what is going on, but the kid cannot catch a footy at the moment. Every time they go left to Mortalo, he seems to either get bundled out of touch, can't catch the ball, can't get it over the line. I don't know what's going on. Definitely don't throw him in for an anytime try score because I've had no luck on that lately. But, yeah, my dung is going to Ronaldo Mortalo and probably the whole Sharks team, to be honest, apart from a couple of standouts. Hey, Joey, just before you go on, yeah, mate. do you think that since Callum Pong has been dropped from the Queensland team, do you think that's the best career resurgence? Like, not necessarily career resurgence, but, like, the best thing for him leading into hopefully next year? I, I think moving him back to fullback was the best thing the Knights could have done. I, yeah, I totally agree. As, as much as, like, all the talk about Queensland, he, he was never going to play because of the concussion stuff. But moving back to fullback is what made it. And we talked about Lockie Miller at the beginning of the year, and he was great for probably the first seven, eight games. But Lockie Miller started to die off, and I think this is the move they needed to make. They needed to bring Ponga back to where he's good. At fullback, he's got so much time. He honestly just has the yeah. ball on a string. And I, I don't, like... I'm not, I will, you know, I rate him. I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan, but he just he just knows where to place it at fullback. Whereas in 5-8, I felt like he was trying too hard to be in the line, trying to defend as well. And he's he was forced in there. He's not a defender. Yeah, he was, like it, it, Nathan Brown did it when he was coaching the Knights, and, yeah. and they, they, their form really struggled. If I'm Newcastle Knights, I'm sitting there going, how do we get Kalen Ponga support at number one? Let's go get a solid number six that can feed yeah. him the ball. Let's get a quick number nine. But oh, well, yeah. fancy that, Craig. That I, I saw something on three sixty. It looks like Cogger has gone for an interview with the Knights. Yeah, well, he started there. Yeah, right. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a rumor going around. I believe it's Hooper. He said that Cogger's done an interview and a two or three with the Knights, and it's looking like he's going to go back to there. It would be good. I mean, that's where he started. And, you know, I think playing second fiddle to Cleary, you're probably not going to play too many first-grade games at Penrith. So. But then, but at the same time, Tyson Gamble's not a bad 5-8. I, I yeah. love how much of a dingler he is. He just gets under your skin. It's so good oh, to watch. It's so oh, good. It's, so oh, it's throwback to, to old-school league. It's awesome. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of Ennis and Ennis. Ennis was so good at it. Just getting under their skin. And that's what hookers do. But to have a 5 8 doing that, it's very Josh Reynolds, very grub oh, as well. Um it's it's orgasmic. But but touching on t- touching on Ponga just before we finish, I think some players transition really well from that fullback to five eight. You'll get Darren Lockyer, who did that and did it really well. But Ponga's not that player. And I think the sooner they realize that Ponga is a fullback, then the sooner the knights will be on the ascension, which is the what's experiment's happening. over. Yeah, it's exactly. got to be over. No exactly. more. Yeah, no more. Don't try it again. That's it for our dynamos and duns. You know, lads, when I watch the footy, I always feel quite peckish and need something to eat. Do I go savoury or something a little sweeter? Fudge Life has all your sweet needs covered with a variety of fudge flavors, including chocolate mint swirl, caramel, and birthday cake. Fudge Life brings the sweetness of fudge and the richness of chocolate straight to your mouth. And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Find Fudge Life on Facebook or Instagram or go to fudgelife.com.au. Fudge Life, bringing sweetness to your next meal. Boys, let's jump into, he's been doing it all game, so our suspension segment for round 20 now. 
few ones came out from the judiciary this week. Tino Fasumalawi failed his bid and he's going to serve three weeks on the sideline for his careless tackle. The other one is Regan Campbell-Gillard that we touched on just before, looking at four weeks on the sideline. So that's massive there for RCG. Jared Wallace got off for his. And I believe, I think Michael Sebo is set to miss a couple of weeks as well in that uh, Parramatta and Titans game. Apart from that, it wasn't too many other suspensions. Let's jump into the four-minute segment. Our injury segment for round 20. Now, the first one we have was Sean Johnson. Actually injured his ankle, but Andrew Webster removed him during the game, but post-game said that it was just precaution. So I don't think he'll serve any time. They do have a bye next week, so could play this week and then rest him into the bye. Next one was Adam Reynolds, who did hurt his wrist. Uh, again, was taken off, didn't finish the game, but I think because they were so far up, they didn't actually need Reynolds there. Uh, Kevin Walters did say post-game it was a precaution removing him, so he should be all right as well. Brandon Burns did his abdomen. Uh, Burns did not finish the game with an abdominal injury issue. However, there have been no further updates since. So that is good to hear. The only other one I want to talk about is Teague Wilton. Poor guy looking at an ACL injury now. So he will be set to miss the rest of the season there for the Sharks. And that's it for our call medic segment. Let's jump into the live ladder boys heading into round 21. Panthers and Broncos sitting at the top on 30 points each. Storm and Raiders on 28. Good to see Canberra there. Craig at fourth. Warriors and Sharks on 26. They obviously swap positions after that win. Eels and Rabbitohs on 24. Also the Cowboys on 24. Boxy, they're coming. The Knights and the Seagulls We're on coming, 21. Baby. <laughs> Titans, Dolphins and Roosters all on 20 points. They only sit four points outside the eight, which is crazy. The Bulldogs on 16, Dragons on 14, and the Tigers on 12 at 17th there. Legends, welcome back to a Ruck Infringement Podcast interview. I'm your host, Joey, as always. Craig is joining me. Craig, how are you? Good, thanks, Joey. Good to be on here. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's great to have you, mate. And joining us for a special interview today is Kerrod Walters. Kerrod, welcome to the podcast. Joey and Craig, it's a pleasure to be here, boys. The pleasure's all ours, mate. All right, let's get straight into it. Kerrod, the first thing we wanted to ask you was just to introduce yourself, who you played for and that sort of thing. Yeah, obviously, my name is Kerrod Walders. Um, I played for the Brisbane Broncos for uh, uh, 210 games from 1988 to 1997. And I played for the Adelaide Rams from 97 and 98. Spent 12 months in in England playing for the Gateshead Thunder in 1999. And had one one more year at the Broncos in two thousand. So yeah, it's about thirteen years of, of first grade, and so I had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, I had a really uh, mate. So was there a um, funniest teammate that you ever played with, Karen? Well, I have to say Alfie Langer, Helen Langer. Knowing grew up with him in Ipswich, and uh, Alfie was just just a funny, funny man. And yeah, that was one of his greatest absolutes. The way he could bring a team together with humour and laughter and. And um, yeah, everybody knew when Off was serious and when he was not, when he was joking. So a lot of players couldn't understand Off. Yeah, I love it. And, and still, sorry, go. Sorry, Joe. I was just going to say, and he still got it, Carrot. I remember a couple of years ago, he got he got interviewed by someone, and they said, "How would your Brinko, Brisbane Broncos team go against the current Penrith Panthers?" And straight away, he said, oh, "I think we're doing by two points." And they said, "Why do you think we'd be so close?" And he said, "Because most of us are in our early sixties now." <laughs> That's he still got the humor. Yeah, he still got it. I don't know if you saw him recently after the game three, or sorry, game two win at Suncorp. He, he was partying until uh, 
five o'clock in the morning to play. So yeah, very oh, fun. Not, not yeah. surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and did you have a strangest teammate that you played with? Oh, definitely my brother Kevin. He was weird, mate. He's very weird. No, no, I, I don't really, didn't really have any strange teammates. Um, I got on really good with all of them, and not, not, no one really sort of stood out as a big bit bit left field. But yeah, had some had some really good teammates. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, the next question I had was, what was the favourite club game that you played in? Oh, definitely the nineteen ninety two first grand final premiership for the Broncos against St George. Um, it was, took us five, sort of a fifth year to, to to win a premiership. We had a really yeah. strong roster from day one, but it just took us three three or four years to get used to the week to week grind of which now called the NRL. Back then, it was called the New South Wales Rugby League. So, yeah, just the, the excitement of the day coming back to Brisbane, having thousands of thousands of people lying in the streets and in King George Square, the back of the Lease Club, and we had a whale of the time. I never forget we're on a big we're on a big um a back of a truck at the at the Lease Club. Uh, and there's a big field there and and um, Elf decided to crowd surf. He jumps off, and they crowd surf him across to the edge. Kevy jumps off. I remember off. that footage. Wayne Bennett jumped off, and then and then big big Glenn Lazarus. He jumps off because he's <laughs> 120 kilos of crowd, so we can't catch him. And they did, was they parted like the Red Sea. Lazarus hit the ground and bounced up, and oh, it was so funny. And, and Elf got to the side of the field, and they, and they take in his shoes. He had no shoes to wear, so he put his footy boots on. We, we went to the lease club, had a few beers, so. And the, and the good thing, uh, that was because it made him about six inches taller so he could actually get to the bar and order a beer. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it, mate. I love it. Uh, what was your best or favourite origin memory that you played in? Well, I have to say my my third game was at Lane Park, which is now called Suncorp. Um, yeah. we, we beat New South Wales. I think it was uh, 36-6. I got, the man of, I got the man of the match. And back in those days, after the third origin, they picked the Australian team. And I was announced as the Australian hooker uh, that night to tour New Zealand in a week's time. So pretty, it was a pretty good memory, that one, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then talking about Australia, what was the best international memory that you played? Oh, I have to be my first game against New Zealand. I think it was over in Christchurch, for memory. Um, yeah. Tested Boo. I remember Blocker wrote to one of my teammates and I sort of obviously grew up watching Blocker and, and he was a tough you know, man and very aggressive and, when I first met him, uh, when the team first sort of met, met in the in the in the hotel, he was very quiet and very, just very. I thought, geez, this can't be the same blocker, right? He gets on the field, and rips blokes' heads off, and we ran onto the field the first game, and then he just the switch hit and ah, he started screaming. Going, I said, that's the blocker, right? I know. So it's how he he turns on and turns off when he gets on that field, and uh, yeah, he was certainly good. It was good for us that day. Yeah, we've heard some uh, wild stories about Blocker. Uh, the last question I had for you before Craig's going to ask you some uh, was, who was your idol coming through when you were a young bloke? Uh, definitely Wally Lewis, the king. Yeah. Every kid in Queensland that followed rugby league loved the king. And I didn't ever forget my my first – I actually played against him in, in the um, – which, which is not, the Queensland Cup back in those days was the Brisbane Rugby League. And he played for Wynnum and I played against him for the different sets. And uh, it was just a bit of an awe of, of playing against him and then to actually play with him – at the Broncos in 1988, it was a it was a surreal experience. I never forget a game band. We we're playing mainly at Brookvale, and it was the fifth tackle. And while he was on the open, and Off was on the blind, I passed it to Off, and I quickly learned that you pass if the king calls it, he gets it. And I said, "Sorry, mate, Off." From then on, if the king calls it, he out trumps you. He gets the ball, mate. So I learned a lesson very quickly because the king gave me a good verbal. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine, mate. That's great. We love it, Craig. 
Uh, obviously, a lot's changed in the game, Kerry, since you since you finished playing. If um, if you could change one rule in the NRL now, what would that be? Only oh, it's one. definitely it's definitely the the signing rule. How a player can sign for a club in November for twelve months' time. I just don't understand how a player can be negotiating with a club, and in twelve months' time, still they'll be playing with the with the same club now. Like I just I think the fans get disillusioned by it. I get disillusioned by it. I think. There should be a transfer window at the end of the year. Um, yep. You can certainly talk to clubs, but you can't sign with the clubs mid-year. You sign with the clubs within, from, between October and November. Or you, can, you can move uh, wherever you've got to move to it in three or four weeks. And I just think it, it's better for all concerned. I think, just think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, not a good thing for the game at the moment. It happens, it happens to every club. We've lost two players, the Broncos this year, to, to, to the Redcliffe Dolphins. And it, it just happens all the time. I just think it's a, something we can, we can certainly do without. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And another major change since you finished playing was how do you think the game's being officiated these days? Obviously, we've gone from one ref to two refs back to one. We've got the bunker. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm a fan of the one ref. I just think that yeah. um, there's, there's a lot of resp- – they're going to get things wrong. We understand that. Sure. Um, but I think they probably could get a bit more help from the bunker during the lo- you know, live games and also the, the touches. Um, but the thing I can't – I can't really accept this is when the bunker gets these decisions horribly wrong. We're all watching the same footage they're watching. I'm thinking, how the hell did they come up with that decision? I just, it just baffles me sometimes. So my view is we should have three people in the box. I'd have, I'd have three ex players who would have, who would rule on how an ex player would, would, would understand the game. I think sometimes too much of the refs rule on, on the technicalities of the game. Whereas they don't understand the game as much as, a, as, as the former players who when you're playing the game and how the game it sort of evolves. So, and you often find if there's three blokes sitting there watching a game at night in front of the TV, that they normally get the decision right. Two would get it right and one would get it wrong. You know, so you get the right decision. I think one person can get it wrong and, and they get it wholly wrong. So, there's been a couple of howlers the last um, three weeks by the video ref. So, I'd hate to see the grand final be uh, um, officiated by a, a video ref decision that was wholly wrong. But I mean, I they're under a lot of pressure. I understand that because oh, yeah. the, the video, yeah. Oh, no, the refs, I think, do, actually, if you looked at all the all the decisions they make throughout a game, uh, there's say out of, out of a thousand decisions, they, they get ninety nine hundred ninety nine right. You know, so I yeah. think the refs do a pretty good job in general f- for such a fast game. And and I don't think it would help having the voice, you know, coming through to them when they're trying to officiate a game and you're talking to you and you know, Touchy's talking to you as well. Yeah, um, I think just just on that. Yeah, just on that point, I mean, I remember Warren Ryan saying this point many a few years ago when the video ref first came in. He said, "He said the ones we can get right, we should get right. The ones we can't, we move on." So if, we, if the video ref sees something that's horribly wrong and there's time to change the decision, change it. You know, yeah, if it's exactly. a, you know, there's that there's that many sort of uh, stoppages in the game now. You can, I mean, I mean, the game is it's a fantastic game at the moment, but there's, there's quite a few, quite a lot of stoppages in the game. I mean, the game is. The actual balls and play less than when, back in the 90s. So um, even though it's very intense and very physical, the game, it's not as many sets of six as it was back in the 90s. So, yeah. Do you do you agree with the captain's challenge or would you like to see that one go on? Well, I don't think there's probably any need for it. If, if the video riff is there helping and watching and, and we could change the decision when it's wrong, change it, you know? So, yeah. But I mean, not you know, I'm all for getting the, getting the correct decision. If the captain's challenge gets the correct decision, well, I'm all for it. It's got to stop letting wingers put their hand up to make a captain's challenge. <laughs> oh, that'd be banned. Wingers and front yeah. will be banned. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, move on. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, do you think there'll be much change to the top eight at the end of the season? See much movement? Yeah, well, the, not really. I think, you know, the current uh, top eight as it stands, obviously I'm going from the top. I think Panthers, Broncos, Storm. I think the Cowboys will sneak in here. The Warriors, the Rabbitohs, the Raiders and the Sharks and the uh, Eels. I think the Sharks, Eels and the Raiders will, will fight for those for the other two spots. I think I think the uh, the Rabbitohs will sneak back into the weight. I think the Warriors will stay there. So, so my top eight would be Panthers, Broncos, Storm, Cowboys, Warriors, Rabbitohs. I'm going to go Raiders, Sharks. And the Eels will be there. I think Raiders, Sharks and Eels will get that seventh and eighth spots. You agree? I would like to see the Warriors go. I, I do agree. I do. Yeah. Um, I got on the, the Dolphin bandwagon during the season. I thought it was great to see them do yeah, so thanks. well. And, and, and their first game when they uh, knocked off Joey's Chooks, I thought was a, a great start. But, yeah, they um, certainly surprised a few. Wayne, obviously, Wayne Bennett, you know, a fantastic coach and very, very smart at getting a team prepared. But I th- they're just starting to struggle now with injuries and, you know, yeah. the, the you know, the week-to-week grind of the NRL, it, 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 it catches up with you. And, and yeah. then they're... And also the the, the um their the depth you know isn't as good as other clubs say with the injuries etc. Yeah, the Roosters to, to win their next six straight and uh, get in the finals. <laughs> I, I think the Roosters that's that they're the biggest probably disappointment I think oh, so far. Are. I mean they, they could are. certainly they could get on a, on a running but they're gonna yeah they just they're in all sorts at the moment aren't they say so, which they is go. very strange just, yeah. Just on that one I didn't have this question but you've, it's a question that I've been asked for our podcast tonight, Karen. What were your thoughts, whether you've seen it or not? Brendan Smith joking around after the game with the opposition having plenty of laughs after just getting touched up and basically what I think is a line through their season. Is it all good or is it shouldn't be oh, done? Myself and a lot of players from my year, we cannot believe how they yeah. joke, joke with after the game. Like if we, if we got beat, we yep. were filthy. And, and like I remember Reese Walsh when he got, he, but he got obviously against uh, the, the, the the Titans when he got obviously. So three week suspension, but obviously he had a bit of an off game, and we got beaten. So the Broncos got beaten. He was straight in the dressing room. He was filthy with his performance and with them losing. So I think that's that's how it should be. Ricky Stewart made a comment about two or three years ago. He said that he said the modern player needs to hate losing as much as they love winning, and they don't hate losing. So they don't, well, they don't show it, you know. So I remember we used to play the Raiders, and my brother Stephen we were as tight as and. If the Raiders beat us, I, I had trouble shaking his hand. I just was filthy, yeah. you know. And yeah. but I, you know, I know the games change and gen, Generation X or Y, whether they are now. I mean, they're, they're different to what we are, and yeah, I don't know. But I, I think that the, the the public too sort of question, sort of thing. How can they be joking around after a game? I know they're good mates, but as I said, one of my best mates I was playing, he might be filthy if they beat us. Do it in the sheds. It's not a good look on the cameras. Do, do it in the sheds. I agree. Shake the hands. Good sportsmanship. Yeah. And get, and get off the field, yeah. Yep. So out of the, the top eight, the teams that you named, who's going to take it out? I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say the Broncos. I think it's our <laughs> year. I think, the, But I think the Panthers, are they're going to be hard to beat again. There's no, obviously, it's never been this open for, for such a long time. I think there's a number of teams in the top, top eight could win it. Obviously, the I think the Panthers are the favourites at the moment. They just keep winning and they just know how to win footy games. So, But I just think the Broncos are going along nicely. We've got, we've got a really... Um, strong roster from one to thirty. That's what wins your premierships. We saw last week against uh, the Bulldogs. We had six players, and they still managed to get a good win. So, I think it could be our year. But I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> it'd be a very good story, and Kevy's certainly been through a lot, so it'd be well deserved. Yeah. I think the the last question I've got is somebody who was uh, for a short time in my life adopted by the City of Churches. 
What are your thoughts on rugby league back in South Australia? Should the Rams bring back the Rams? I've always said that you know, I was very disappointed when the Adelaide Rams uh, were, were a victim of the Super League war. Uh, I just think that the game was growing nicely there. The Melbourne Storm managed to keep the team there in an in a AFL-dominated city. I, I truly believe that Adelaide and, and Perth could still have you know NRL teams, and one team uh, in one team in one city can be, can be very successful. Look at the Brisbane Lions, the Sydney Swans, in, you know, obviously probably dominated areas. So. Yeah, it's a shame the Rams went. I think they could still they could have a, have a team back there and be successful and have a lot of support. Totally agree. Bring them back. Bring them back the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, that's all the questions we have for you, Karen. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, we just want to, yeah, give a quick shout out to the Ruck Infringement listeners. Um, you can listen to this when it drops on Thursday. Time of recording, that'll be tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully before the first game comes out. But, yeah, keep listening. It's episode 55. It's going to be a good one. Thank you, Kerrod. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Kerrod. No worries. All right, boys, let's jump into our round 21 preview and tips. Now, round 21, let's start off with the absolute blockbuster that is Thursday night footy, and it's the Dragons against the Tigers, the Battle of the Spoon. What a game it's going to be. <laughs> This absolute blockbuster, it's it's that good that it's televised on Channel 9. That's how good this game is. Uh, Reese, who are you tipping and why is it the Tigers? <laughs> I was just going to say, should I just toss a coin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. No, I've, got to, I've, got to, um, I've, got to, I've got to go for our boys, you know, back the Tigers. Yeah. Do you think it'll just be Just out of one? loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I I love your optimism, mate. I'm sure Craig will appreciate so that. So why not? What well, you know? Hopefully it's a blowout. Hopefully it's just a massive blowout. So Luke Tigers. and Craig can get some get some dignity back. It would be really good. Boxy, who you got? I'm going to be that arsehole like I am every time, and I'm going to go to drags. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's so hard. Like, oh yeah. Like, do you sit there and go, we've, we've said it multiple times. We don't tip the Tigers and we don't tip the Drags. Yeah, 100%. And then we have to choose one. I just, I don't know. The only reason I'm picking the Dragons is because there's a Central Coast boy in the Dragons and Jacob Little, so I'm going for the Dragons. He's back. We're just touching on the blockbuster that is Thursday night, Craig. Uh, Dragons and Tigers. Uh, you know, so good. Mate. It's on Channel 9, mate. That's all right, primetime TV. Uh, what exactly. a game. Been, been waiting for this one all year. Because there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> oh, he, he, so, uh, Craig, my question for you for this game, mate, is are you going for the Tigers or are we going to see you watching another chick flick? Uh, the Thursday night, do they still do back-to-back episodes of Home and Hawaii? Because I might have to watch that. Oh, no. Who knows? Who knows who's going to win? Um, yeah, Tigers by Tigers by one to twelve. Yeah, look, I'm going. To, I'm actually back to Tigers as well. Um, I I want to go big for you, Craig. I really do. I want to say Tigers yeah, forty oh, yeah. nil. I want to say Tigers forty nil. Oh, uh, I'm going to take it a bit lower than that. I'm going to say Tigers by ten. I reckon they'll get it done there. Let's jump into our first Friday night game. It's the Warriors against the Raiders. Another classic. It's going to be a really good game there. 
fourth versus fifth. Now, it's at Go Media, Go Media Stadium again in Auckland. Craig, who we got? Mate, I've got to go with the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Love it. Boxy, who are you going? See, I found this one probably the hardest one to tip. So I'm going to go the Waz. I really like the Waz. Yeah, I'm going to go the Waz by two. I think it'll be really close. Beautiful. Reese, and who you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking what the Waz doing lately. So I've got them for a close one. Yeah, got to be the Warriors for me too. I just think they get it done in New Zealand. I'm actually going to say Warriors by 16. I just like what I'm seeing at the moment. Ooh. I know the Raiders are. Raiders are playing good footy, but just the Warriors are just setting the world alight. Let's jump into now the game of the round on Friday night footy. It's the Rabbitohs against the Broncos. This is going to be an absolute classic game. The Rabbitohs welcome back Cody Walker from Origin, Colin Tungy from Origin, Cook from Origin, Murray from Origin, Latrell Mitchell's back, Campbell Graham's back, Jai Arrow's back from injury. It's massive inclusions. And for the Broncos, Reese Walsh, Mr. Pretty Boy, is back. Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan are also back as well. It's full strength against full strength. Reese, who have you got? Take us through it, mate. I still think the Broncos can get this done. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I've got a, 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 in a, in a close man. one. My a man. really, really close one. It's a, I just I've just got a feeling, you know. Yeah, when you you put you put full strength against full strength, someone's got to fall over, and I think that's the rabbits. So I've got the Bronks. The one good thing the Broncos have going for them is that Walsh was still training because he was only suspended, whereas Latrell's been injured. So Latrell hasn't played proper footy for about eight weeks. So I think mm. Walsh has that on his side. But in saying that, Craig, who are you tipping? Well, I'm going to go South. I think South are going to come and they're going to really um, show that they're uh, a chance of winning this grand final. I think that, like that their run home will start this week. Yeah, absolutely. And Boxy, is it your Queensland boys, mate? It's always the Queensland boys, mate. It's always the Queensland boys. Um, and, and the only reason I tip them is because, like you just said, Walsh was training. Latrell wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, all those boys come back from origin. You have that week off. That's not a rest. Like, a week's not a rest. And the, the Queensland boys, we just kept playing. We kept playing. We kept playing. We kept playing. And Paddy Carrigan is carrying that team right now. So, I'm going my boys... My second team, the Bronx. Bronx by 10. Yeah, beautiful. I'm going South Sydney. I divided here tonight on the pod, which I like to see. Two versus two. Oh, can but... I have that? Can we have that on record, please? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going South Sydney. Yeah, yuck. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah, think, thanks, I, 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 I think the Bunnies will get it done in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be real close. I'm going to say Bunnies by two. I think this is game of the round for me. Uh, let's jump into our yeah. first Saturday game. It's the Titans against the mighty, mighty Roosters up there at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. Now, I'm going to leave Boxy to last because I reckon I know who he's going to tip. Craig, who are you going for in this game? Mate, when I look at the poor Titans, how they've lost the last two weeks, I want to say Titans. But, Joey, I've just got this thing that the Roosters are going to get it. I don't think they're going to make the semis, but I'm waiting for them to get that win. Uh, Tedesco, you know, great week in the Byron Bay. Uh, you know, let's, let's see what that does. So I'm going to have to go... And yeah, Chooks, last time, I'm going to give him a chance. Chooks. He only, he only has to drive up the road, mate. But yeah. Byron, Byron Bay and Gold Coast, very, very similar. So, uh, you know, he'll he'll yeah. be right at home there. Uh, Reese, are you going out, Mighty Chooks, mate? It's a tough one, but yeah, I, I think the Chooks can bounce back. 
Yeah, I love it. And Boxy, tell us who you're tipping. You'll be very proud of you, Joey. I've actually tipped the Rooters. Oh! I, I just... I, I I really want to tip the Titans just because I'm that guy. But I, I don't know. With Tino out, I just can't say I'm winning. Yeah. It's just... I just can't. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Rooters. I'm not happy about it, but, yeah, I'm going with the Rooters. I'm... Of course, going the Roosters as well. I reckon Roosters by about 16. Uh, the the thing I want to do say is we, uh, it's it's got to come, and it's got to come soon. One thing I will say, Robbo in the press conference has finally admitted defeat, which is great. He's finally said that. Uh, he said our fifth tackle options haven't been great, which is good because it's a step in the right direction for Robbo. He usually just defends the team, says that they've been good in patches here and there, but he actually stood up. He said, our fifth tackle options haven't been great. The boys are struggling a little bit at the moment and they need to click. So good to hear. I'm going the Roosters by 16 there. Let's jump into our second Saturday game. It's the Knights against the Melbourne Storm. McDonald Jones Stadium. Reese, who is going to win this matchup? Got the Storm for this one. Yep, I like it. Boxy, who you got? Oh, I've got my Storm as well, mate. And Craig? Uh, yeah, Storm. I, I'd like to see Knights give it to them a little bit. I think they'll start off strong 20, but Melbourne and Melbourne, they'll get the points. Yeah, Melbourne for me as well. I think they get it done. As much as the Knights have been impressive, I think it's Melbourne. All right, let's jump on to our last Saturday game. It's Foxy's Cowboys against the River Slugs there. Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Let's start off with the man himself. Foxy, who's getting the win and why is it the Eels? Cowboys by 50, mate. Fuck the Eels. Fuck the River Slugs. Now, we're we're in too good a form right now for us to lose this game. We and also, are if you win this, great... you're a chance of being in the eight too, so. Ah, we don't care about the eight. We're going for the flag, baby. We're going for the premiership. We're going to win the premiership. We don't care. Nah, Cowboys. Cowboys by 10. I just think the River Slugs are overrated, personally. I think they're super overrated. I like and it. I just think we're playing the best football at the right time. I like it. Reese, are you going the River Slugs or the Cowgirls? It's the Cowboys for me. Yeah, there's a there's a push coming. And yeah, I just think the um the the slugs are far far too inconsistent for their ladder position. So they're prone to throw one away. And with the way the cows have been playing, this is the match. So I've got them for 12 plus. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig, is it the slippery suckers or the uh, gunslingers for you? No, I've got Parramatta giving Cowboys a touch-up. I'm I'm not sold on the Cowboys. Oh. I'm waiting for them to fall apart. And I honestly think that's a massive wind-up the box. There's no way Parramatta are going to win. I'm going Cowboys. I just wanted to wind him up. <laughs> my man! My oh, man! That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Well, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I love that we're all in agreement here. It's the Cowboys for me as well. I think they get it done convincingly. I'm going to say Cowboys by 10 as well. Let's jump into our first Sunday game, game of the round again. Penrith against the Doggies here. Uh, hard one to tip, boys. We're going to start off with Craig. Who you got? Training run for Penrith. Nice game for Cleary to come back and go through a training drill. Yep. If you don't have him in fantasy or super coach, get him in this week and throw the C on him. He's going to get about 300 points. Boxy, who you going? Yeah, I agree with Craig. It's going to be an absolute whitewash. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, you, you just can't tip the Bulldogs. No way. Reese at $11 on Pickle Bet, got to throw some money on the dogs, mate. 
safety yeah <laughs> but you know that that's 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 money lost you know panthers all the way yeah well i can't believe i'm actually saying this boys but i'm gonna go penrith uh i think they get it done quite convincingly so yeah penrith by about Indeed. 30 for me i know crazy eh? and there's one ever not <laughs> mate it's all part of it let's talk about the last game the sharks against manly there points bet stadium in sydney now if the Sharks had a one last week, I probably said I probably would have said that this would have been a bit of a training run for the Sharks. However, I don't know. I just I feel like the Sharks. I, I'm hoping they'll want to bounce back in this game. But let's start off with Reese. Reese, who are you tipping in this one? I mean, I had I had the I put the Sharks for the bounce back because it's just it's it's proving a, a challenge to win in New Zealand. So I think they'll have a better a better run of it in this match. So I've got them. Yeah, beautiful. Boxy, who are you going? Mate, I'm going Manly. Oh, wow. I, I, I just I just think, I don't know. I don't like the Sharks. I just don't. Like, and shout out to Dougie. I love Dougie. <laughs> but I, I just, I can't tip the Sharks at the moment. Like, they're massive favourites. I'm looking at them now. But yeah. I just I just can't. I, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go Manly for the upset. Yeah, and Craig, who you got? Mate, I'm on the Eagle Rock upset. I reckon Manly. Wow. We got two and three. That a boy, Craig. I, <laughs> I'm going the Sharks, of course. Uh, as I said before, Matty Moylan dropped. Uh, Tricky Trindle comes in at 5'8". And Talakai dropped for Connor Tracy. Talakai will be on the interchange bench. That's it for round 21 of our team, our preview and tips. Just remember, uh, apart from Boxy, the rest of us don't know what we're talking about. So don't follow us. Don't follow our tips. If you do, you might be lucky. If you don't, I'll send you Reese's address because he's the one that's got them all wrong. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's Country Style Jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky for the snackaholic in you. All right, let's jump into a bit of Splash <laughs> the Cash, our Pickle Bet segment for round 21. Now, boys, I'm looking at a game this week that I think, as we said before, it's going to be game of the round. I'm going the Rabbitohs against the Broncos for our Splash the Cash this week. Now, Interesting one. I'm going a couple of anytime try scorers. Had some success last week. I don't know if you guys know as well. Uh, in the Sharks Warriors game, I had Nicker anytime, Luke Metcalf anytime, which we landed both, and Warriors to win by more than 2.5 points, which they definitely did. So uh, we did I win have there. That one. Yep, we did win there, which was great. Uh, this week, I'm going Latrell Mitchell back. Score anytime try scorer there for Latrell. And I'm going to throw it on the other fullback, Reese, a pretty boy Walsh as well, anytime. And I'm going to go Souths 1 to 12. Now, we haven't got this price yet, but once we get it, price will be up on our socials. Check it out. It'll be on Picklebet. I'll throw it up on the Rock Infringement on Facebook and Instagram. Think, is this a bet you really want to place for free and confidential support? Call 1 800 858 858 or go to au. And that is Splash the Cash. Blokes walk and talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia. 
and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools is where you'll find Craig from BWNT. Follow BWNT on Facebook and start the conversation with your mates today. All right, let's jump into our talking point segment. Now, a couple of talking points we had here. Tino, obviously a free agent, uh, wants to test the open market come November 1st. Going to be interesting where he ends up. Uh, obviously, we had ties to the Bulldogs and ties to a pub as well, which was pretty exciting for the Bulldogs. Uh, that has since been squashed in the water, saying he won't be there. Any any thoughts, boys, as where Tino may end up? He'll stay in Queensland. Queensland, Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole, up the deal a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll more than likely, we, we touched on it before, Joe, he, I don't see him leaving the Titans. He's he's the captain of the club. He's got his brother there. There's no way he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, I can see him under the sombrero in 2024. Uh, we'll move Luke Curie on. He can play 5-8. Then we'll get Payne Haas in to play 7. So they'll be our new halves. And let's talk a bit on Dylan Under the Brown. salary cap, of course. <laughs> of course, mate, of course. We'll move on, Luke Curie. We'll be fine. Uh, let's talk a bit on Dylan Brown. Now, Dylan Brown, obviously, we know what happened a few weeks ago with... Uh, the, the sexual touching incident. We won't go too much into that, but I more want to talk about how this guy is free to play. I am a bit confused. I I, neither can I, because to me, something like that is a pretty serious offence. And for Parramatta to then allow him back into the club, all he did was pay a fine. Footy players paying fines doesn't do anything for them. They have so much money. Paying a fine is like, yeah, sweet, I'll do that. I'll be back next week. But he's been free to play. I don't know what's your take on it, Craig, because I'm I'm pretty pissed by it. Mate, I don't know the exact what happened, but yeah. at the same time, something's happened because he was charged. He's yeah, been exactly. fined forty thousand dollars, half it's been suspended. He's got to do a community program. So something bad enough has happened. How he's able to walk back in and just remain playing rugby league, I think is disgusting. Yeah, I've got a massive so, issue so, with it. So, Joey, Brucey can back me up on this. Marlon Piggott from Richmond Tigers got done not long ago for armed robbery again. And this is the second time he's done it. And he got jail time the first time, but the second time wow. he gets off because he's a professional athlete. Like, What's he got he completely let off. Like, he got, like, a $50,000, I think, bail or something like that. What sort but of he's on, like, 400 grand a year. Young it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but we're building the female, you know, the women's right. rugby league. Like, yeah, how do they feel about that? You know, you, you see all these media disgusting. questions being but, but being asked, but you know, ask the females playing in the WNRL. You know, what what do they think about it? Like it's yeah. I I'm glad you brought it up, Joey, because I, I sit there and shake my head how it's yeah. just been a big blanket thrown over it and you'll be playing NRL this year. Fuck off. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's uh yeah. He he should not be playing. No way. No, it's crazy. But, yeah, that's it for our talking point segment. Not really much more to touch on this week. Let's jump over to Boxy and Reese for Reese's Pieces. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reese's Pieces. The best duo in podcasting is back. Reese, how are you doing, big fella? Yeah, doing good, man. Doing good. All right, well, I'll just go quickly through the scores, and I've got a couple of questions for you. So, first off, Sydney, your team defeated my team. The Bulldogs by two points in, yeah, a great game. Great cracking game of match. football. Cracking match. Yeah, <laughs> cracking match. 
And then they got backed up again the next night with Melbourne defeating Brisbane at one point with Jake Melksham kicking a goal, which was awesome. Somehow even better than the previous night's match. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. So Collingwood defeated Frio by 46, which, you know, we both sort of sat there and just go, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Gold Coast defeated St. Kilda by 26, which, you know, there's, there's this trend at the moment with new coaches coming in and that team winning the next week. And it's mm. been that way for a while now. And for the Gold Coast to get a win, I'm all for it. But yeah. uh, my roommate definitely wasn't happy. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Carlton, with the upset of the season so far, defeated Port Adelaide by 50 points. Uh, absolute shocker. That was an absolute mm-hmm. shocker. Mm-hmm. Geelong defeated Essendon by 77. No real surprise there. Geelong at home, unformidable. They're amazing. GWS defeated Adelaide by 14 at Adelaide Oval, which has become a bit of a fortress for Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for GWS to get a good win in Lockie Whitfield's 200th game, awesome for them. It's good to see. Hawthorne defeated North, Hawthorne defeated North Melbourne by 48, which, let's be honest here, no one cared about. And... Richmond defeated West Coast by 38 again, which no one really cared about. So three really quick questions for you, Reese. Errol Gordon. So I've had the pleasure of playing with his older brother, and I love his older brother, Adam. Oh, Adam, Adam, yep. Adam is a lovely bloke. He always said his little brother's going to be better than him. Is Errol Gordon going to be all Australian? Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's he's up there with the top three best wingers in the competition. Like, just the, the his ball skills and the way he moves, is just it, it's like watching. He's uh he he's a guy. He's he's one of the best kicks of the ball I've ever seen. He's mm-hmm. just he's like you just say he's cream of the crop. Carlton's resurgence. So, Carlton have had five, four or five wins in a row now by fifty plus points. By fifty See, plus points every time. Yeah, this they, is their test, though. And they and they knocked off Port Adelaide, which is the most informed team of the comp, by fifty points. Yeah, we'll go go back over it, and you know this this is the test for the Blues because they they've had they've won some pretty winnable matches, and you know, like you said, they're, they're the, the most informed team. Just I don't know, you know, and I'm looking at their draw now, and. And there's some very winnable games. You know, Carlton could push here. Yeah, it's it's pretty much their their chance to throw away. Yeah, I think it's Carlton or Resident are going to be the one to miss out, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, just one last thing for you. The Gold Coast merry-go-round. So everyone is sitting there going, you know, Damien Hardwick or Ken Hinckley or whatever. To me, we, we, we touched on it last time we did Reese's Pieces together about how, how much I love Stewie Jew and had mm. the pleasure of meeting him. I don't know who's going to be the new coach. No one knows. But I personally believe that it should be someone who's new, completely mm. new to the AFL system. Let him chill and get to know these guys. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, just take Damien Hardwick out of it. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's, 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 done, he's done his best work of his career. You know, he's, he's coached a very lackluster Richmond side to premiership contenders. And you know, Ken Hinckley, well, why does his name keep coming up? Why? Because he's not he's not contracted yet. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just it's David Kosh has left Sunrise, but he still won't sign Ken Hinckley to a contract. Yeah, I agree. It's someone new, but you know, if 
honestly, Gold Coast need to figure out how to hold on to a coach that was doing okay before they like I'm still I'm still upset about that. What happened to Stewie Jew? Oh yeah, it's 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 disheartening for for someone who got to know the bloke. It mm. it was very very disheartening to see someone of Stewie's caliber being I don't know I don't know if Joey knew this, but Joey, this this is a coach who was endorsed by the club. A week, literally before a he was week axed. before. Yeah, wow. Louis, the the CEO came out and said, "Nah, we're back in Stewie Jew. He's going to fill out his contract. We're going to offer him a new one." The next week, the CEO goes, "Yeah, we're going to go in a different direction." And it's yes. just like, "What are you doing, man? Like, you can't do that. Like, it's yeah. just like, how does he sit there and goes? He goes to his family and just goes, "Oh yeah, Mark Evans believes in me. Yes, yeah, sweet, no worries." The next week, oh by the way, you're sacked. Yeah, like. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just bewildering to me. Absolutely bewildering to me. But it's 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 and, not all it's not all like misery, though. He has ended up with the Australian cricket team, Stewie Jew, and we're not sure yet if he's going to be taking the opening batting position or <laughs> he's just going in as a mentorship role. But, you know... Well, let's, let's be honest here. He'll be better than David Warner because he's shit. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor David. I'll do... I'll do one last question for you, Reese, before we hand it back over to Joey. And I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna Sydney defeated Western Bulldogs by two points. Man, I'm I'm gutted by this game. I'm filthy by this game. I feel like an Italian right now. My hand gestures, <laughs> but Sydney they left their run too late. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's a mathematical chance, but still, it's it's just it's too it's too slim. But this gives me a lot of hope, you know. Thinking now, I I didn't have any hope going into this match really because right from the get go, the Bulldogs were fucking on fire. We were on fire, and they, they were choke. They were lighting it up. They were they were playing that Sydney's midfield is shit at the moment. There's just there's no cohesion in the midfield, and dogs are taking advantage of that. But then Sydney are excellent ball movers, and the dogs are struggling to get it around. It's I just didn't know what was going on, but the dogs had the upper hand the whole match. I'm like this this is going their way. I've never seen a situation in an AFL football match where the entire team was getting behind the ball in the last minute to try and just hold on to two points. <laughs> you know the worst part is. The Western Bulldogs are playing like the Roosters this year. Absolute idiots. Just absolute idiots. So, Joey, you can back me up on that because you have said it before, that they are playing like absolute dog shit. But we better leave it as it is. Reese, I love having a chat with you, mate. It's been always a pleasure. And as always, everyone, stay puffed, quoting Joey here. Uh, enjoy your footy, whatever sport it is, and we will talk to you next time. Joey, throw it back to you, big fella. Oh, boys, I love it. Get your own line. All right. Let's jump into our... <laughs> our final segment. Thank you, boys, for doing Reese's Pieces. Our next segment is called Craig, our viewer questions. We have six questions this week. Oh, incredible Craig. Stuff. Six questions. Wow. Incredible. Now, <clears throat> Craig, the questions you sent me today, did you just want to um, ask them and then you yep. can answer them yourself if you want? So the two questions that were asked, one from Terry was, do I think Tedesco should have been rested? I think I answered that in the podcast with a big firm <laughs> negatory. No way should he have been. 
Um, and the next question was from Liam, which was, what was my feelings towards Brandon Smith on the field after oh, the yeah. game, after getting you know touched up by Melbourne, laughing with ex-teammates? I don't like it. We spoke about it with Kerry Walters, Joey. Uh, I think it's a bad look. He's been out injured. He's on massive coin. Yeah. That was their opportunity to, you know, maybe scrape in through the eight. And he's there laughing about it. The only thing I liked less than that was the fact that it was on a podcast saying anyone's got a problem with it can go and get fucked. Well, mate, same back to you, Brennan Smith. Go and get fucked. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, Kerrod was under the same thing. Kerrod said, you know, when he played, you'd be filthy if you lost. You'd go straight into the sheds. You weren't there laughing with your mates. But, yeah, sorry, Boxy, go. I, you know what I don't understand, right? Like, you know, with, with local sporting, you know, if you know someone from the other team and you've played for the previous team, you go talk in the sheds or you talk behind scenes. Well, and I understand and, and I understand that you're, you're a professional athlete and you can go out there and talk and all that sort of stuff. It's not hard to go across the fucking hall and sit there and go, hey, man, let's have a chat. Like, yeah, you beat us. Cool. No worries. Brandon Smith, you're taking this Roosters contract as a joke. Yeah. He really is. I know. And it's sitting there. Boxing, and he's he's coming to a, and, he, and he's, he's it's getting to a point now where people don't take him seriously anymore. Like, it's just, it's, it's bewildering. The guy was one of the favourite number nines in the comp for so many years. Yeah. You know, he was a New, New Zealand hooker. Went to the World Cup, played awesome. But then you come back and you come play for the Roosters, you think football's a joke. You're on the budgie smuggler campaign, which I'm all for. Love budgie smugglers. <laughs> budgie smuggler, get around it. But like good people. You're sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Like, like what are you doing? You're not improving the roosters at all. Think, You're actually I making think... a detriment to the roosters. I really liked what Craig said just then. Like he went on the um the podcast with Jimmy Graham. And was literally talking about it and was like, oh, I don't know why people have a problem with it. Well, because, mate, you're fucking laughing after you yeah. lost a game and you lost convincingly as well. It wasn't like they were in the game. You weren't. You didn't lose by two points and you're like, fuck, Harry Grant, that was so close, man. You know, oh, I'm having a bit of a laugh because it was so tight. No, you, you got pumped. You got pumped and he's just come back. He didn't give a fuck. Come back he after eight weeks on the sideline too. He's been, he's been off for eight weeks and – the rumours that we've started to hear about Smith, they could be true. There's something yep. going on with him. Yep. Yeah, and it totally might, only be, might only be 14 points. Yeah. But that's that's still a lot of points that, that, in that, the game. Mate, mate, if I lost by one point, I wouldn't be talking to the opposition. I'd be so I think, there's a reason, I think there's a reason Bellamy wanted to keep Harry Grant over Brendan Smith. Absolutely. And, it's because he's a Queenslander. Um, if I'm the Roosters, I'm trying to find an escape clause to, to move him on. 100%. Yeah, I just don't know what 100%. happens next year because we've still got Connor Watson, who is a great utility. And I thought Jake Turpin's been really good at nine, so I don't know where cheese fits in. But great question there. We do Brandon, have couple... Brandon Smith's ego doesn't miss, match his uh, footy skills, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. We do have another question here from a mate that I actually met at the corporate box. Uh, Sam Shepard. Now, he was a great guy. He's a Central Coast boy as well. Um, he threw a question. He's been listening to the pod. He loves it too, boys. But he sent a question in and he said, two questions, boys. Thoughts on what the top eight will finish up as this year? And also, Doug, would you like a champagne? Um, so we know the answer to Doug's one is no. 
But what do we think? Top eight, probably finish how it is at the moment. I think by the Cowboys. Cowboys can probably scrape in. Um, I think the Cowboys will scrape in. Yeah. They'll finish off in the eight. Which I hope they do because I think they could potentially do a bit of damage, which you like to see. Yeah. A bit of exciting. Um, yeah. But I can see the Sharks crazy. dropping out. I can see the Sharks dropping out. Yeah. I can see the Eels dropping out. I think. And, and the Eels, um, yeah, another one. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Roosters win six straight and they're in there as well. So, yeah, great question there from Sam. And the Thanks, other one was Sam. from a, a, a young boy named Luke Phillips. Uh, and he said, do you miss me because I miss you? The answer is, of course, we fucking do, mate. Uh, come back from Kentucky already. And the only other, we had two more questions. Sorry, Craig, I know you've got to go, mate. Uh, we're using an app called speakpipe.com now, which you can send your voice messages through this way. I had a friend of mine actually send some through. I'm just going to get it up. Uh, I do work with her. She doesn't really like footy, so she's mainly directed this to Reese. It's not footy-related, mate, so you can probably answer both of these, which would be great. Um, I'll just get the first one up, boys, and you can. I'll put it. I'll try and put it through the mic here. If you were held at gunpoint and the person holding the gun said you need to do your best dance moves to impress me, otherwise I'll shoot. What dance moves are you pulling out? Basically, what, I can't best. wait to see this. So, Reese, what dance move are you pulling out if you held at gunpoint, mate? I'm not really a dancer, so. <laughs> are you, are you just, just telling us you're just going to just, just pull the trigger? <laughs> Come on, mate. Give us something. Give us, give, give us a sprinkler or something. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I love it. Boxy, what dance move are you doing? Uh, I'd probably, like, try and twerk, I guess. Hey, they're probably going to shoot you anyway. <laughs> and Craig, what dance move have you got for us, mate? Uh, not so much a dance move, Joey, but I just do the old elephant trick. So here are the ears. Do you want to see the... No. Nah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Mine be the it's albatross. Worked, it's worked zero times. <laughs> Mine's the Probably albatross. Probably checked out of a few places, though. <laughs> it's uh, It's got the wingspan, so it's just this, boys. You just do the albatross yeah. all day. And then you, you scare yeah, them off. Come. But, uh, but thank you, Emily, for sending that question in. She had one more for us, boys. I'll play that now, and that is it for our viewer questions. And it... is cereal soup. Why or why not? Is cereal what? Is cereal soup? Why or why not? No, it's cereal. No, it's not a fair, how fair is, question. How is this soup? I think it's she's saying hot. because it's because it's got a liquid in it. Well, wheat mix can be hot. You can have it with hot water. Yeah, but, but then, it's, then it's close to do a porridge. Not yeah, hold on, hold on. But then he's probably has soup? wheat bix with hot water. Some people do. Yeah, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, they're retarded. Well, my, my, <laughs> step, my stepfather. You've got to look at your inner circle, mate. You've got to look at these friends of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't really hey, value your life. Hey, the I, yeah. I want to. I want to give credit to Emily because she's the first one to use speakpipe.com. So don't forget when our call Craig segment does drop, we'll put the link in there for speakpipe.com. Throw your voice questions into us. We love to hear a few voice questions here on the pod. That'll be a regular thing, which will be great. But I think we're all in agreement that uh, cereal is not soup. Emily, don't ask that question again. That was I agree. I, and um, also, I'll, I'll be thinking of Emily tomorrow. Shout out. I have my cocoa pop soup in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to Emily for the questions as well. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Emily. We appreciate it. Um, I hope that answered your your question any thoughts you may have had yes cereal is not soup (laughs) well that's all we've got time for tonight on the rucking fringe podcast i'd like to thank our sponsors gibson's country style jerky ground to drop savvy beverages 
Blokes Walk and Talk, Pickle Bet, and of course, Fudge Wife. Don't forget, you can check those out. They'll be in the description and on all our social media posts as well. There are lots of discount codes, so make sure you listen to the episode to find those discount codes. I'd like to thank our guests, Reese, Boxy, and Craig. Thank you for getting on, boys. And to Kerrod Walters as well for giving us his time. It was a great little interview. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that as well. That will also drop on our socials Thursday. Don't forget, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jump on rugbyleaguemerch.com, type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast, where you can get hoodies, shirts, mugs, stubby holders, hats, beanies. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. That's rugbyleaguemerch.com. That's Reese. He's Craig. There's Boxy. I'm Joey. Remember, stay buff. <laughs> <laughs>